alert. <laughs> yeah. We write the dads. 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 Hello and welcome to We Write the Dads. I'm Danny. I'm Julia. And we're gonna write some dads this week. This week it's. Jean Valjean from uh, Les Mis or Les Miserables. If you're going to be fancy, I'm just going to call it Les Mis. Um, and I'm going to do Steve Stronghold from Sky High. He's the Sky High dad. Yay! This is something I've never seen, so this is going to be interesting hearing what Danny has to say. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we have this rating system, which I'm sure you will have heard before in previous episodes. So we're not going to go into great detail. If you want to hear more about it, go listen to our first episode. Quick recap, though. There's Flatliner, Just Know, Complex and Valid. Those are going to be the potential outcomes for the dads of the range today. Um, and apparently... It's your turn. It's my turn, which I didn't think it was going to be, but it is. So I'll start off. Go. Um, okay, so just to start with a preface that this is going to be based only on the musical and the, the movie and not on um, either the BBC TV adaptation, which I have not seen, mm. or the original Victor Hugo and all, which I haven't read and is much longer and has more detail about stuff in it. So there'll be, if you're kind of cultural references, the novel, which I think for most people it probably isn't, but if it is, don't get annoyed that I'm not going to mention stuff because I don't know any of that. And I'm like, mm. And they're just pages and pages and pages that talk about Paris through a system. Yeah. And no, I, I, I mean, I like to read, but. There's time for that. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, so... Yeah, basically, uh, if you don't know it, the story is that um, there is this guy, Jean Valjean, who is... <gasps> He's stolen off of bread! <laughs> <laughs> to feed his sister's son. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he goes to horrible, horrible French prison where he has to do basically slave labour. Um, and he tries to escape, and then he gets back to prison. And this all happens kind of before the beginning of the musical um and it's all about kind of his life but like there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes on um and eventually he kind of he gets released from prison and he goes and like tries he's on to probation yeah he's on probation and he's kind of basically restricted and his life is basically going to just be awful um and so he tries to kind of get out from that and he moves to another town and kind of like yeah. becomes the mayor of the town and yeah. like has a different identity and is like successful again and he's it's all about him trying to like stay away from his past and not get taken back to prison and not be hunted down by Javert who he is does, the he uh, does steal a bunch of cat I mean he tries to and then the, the bishop is like no I gave him to him or whatever yeah yeah the priest yeah well that's like the redeeming bit where he kind of manages to make a new life for yeah. himself because he gets given all that by this bishop and he can kind of use the money to, to make this new identity your soul yeah yeah. God's going to be so proud of me. He probably is. <laughs> he probably is. Um, yeah, in the movie version, don't they have when he dies and he goes to heaven, the bishop's there. Yeah. yeah. And then I cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sad. Um, and yeah, anyway, so when he's the mayor, he's he's kind of got this successful business and he like is well respected by everybody in the town. And one of the people that works for him, Fontine, um, she is quite poor. Um, and she had a child without getting married. Again, le gasp. Gasp. Le gasp. Um, she quite, her family was quite good, but then she got pregnant and they made yeah, her out. Yeah, and so she's kind of 
trying to fend for herself and her child, Cosette, who is um, been given to this family that run an inn and they're kind of shady. Um, to look a kind of shady is like no they're very shady they're they're, they're not <laughs> they're not in any way non-shady <laughs> probably the shadiest of all shady people yeah indeed they have a song about how shady they are they really oh that's actually one of my favorite ones as well oh uh, the master of the house one yeah that's good and they're constantly asking Fontine for more money to help her child who's sick air quotes sick which they just use the money for themselves yeah yeah i mean cosette doesn't have any shoes yeah, she's not very well looked after. She's kind of, like, used for all of this, like, labour and, like, trying to fetch things and is bullied by the other child that they have that's their real daughter, Eponine. Um, And they just treat her like crap, basically. And the, the the father guy of that family doesn't even know her name and keeps calling her Colette, and it's really funny. <laughs> this is the Tom Hooper movie, right? Yeah. Movies. Okay, yeah. yeah. Fontine, while she is working for uh, Jean Valjean, um, she gets kicked out onto the streets because people find out about the fact that she has this child at Woodlock um, and um, eventually, like, she has to become a prostitute and, like, sell her hair and starving Jeez. and, like, gets really ill and he finds out about this and he, like, regrets the fact that he didn't help her. He, he, he left it in the hands of the foreman who yeah. was a sexist, meanie. A dickhead. Yeah. Because he was trying to, like, deal with Jean Valjean, who was suspecting that he was prisoner 24601. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. There's going to be lots of Danny singing in this. There's going to be none of me singing. Just <laughs> pre warn you now. Um, and uh, and he uh, tracks down Fontaine when she's, like, on her deathbed in this, like, I think it's, like, a pauper's hospital or something. I don't know. It's not very clear. It's just, like, a random set that they had. Uh, doesn't he take her there? Or maybe he does. I think he finds her. Oh, he yeah, finds her he finds streets. her in the streets. He's giving people money, and then he takes her to the, the hospital, hospice thing. Yeah. Um, but she's dying, and then she tells him about her daughter. Yeah. And so he basically goes to track down Cosette and look after her to kind of make up for what he didn't do when he should have been helping Fontaine, yeah. um, and gets her and takes her away from this this family and basically gives them money so that he can take her. Because they like, oh, like, oh, she had so many, we had to take her to the doctor so many times and medicine is expensive, monsieur. Um, and so... Uh, they just, they're just like, we just... And the, the, oh, she's our poor treasure. And because that's just like wiggling in their arms trying to be like, stop touching me, please. I, I hate both of you. Probably uh, they just let, I mean, I can't believe that they just give him, give her Yeah, him they were like, money. That's what they, that's what they cared about. Yeah. They wanted money. Again, whole song about how they are shady people. Um, and then, so basically, uh, he takes care of Cosette for, like, the, the rest of, like, she grows up to be a young woman, and the rest of the story kind of, you have this big time skip um, after that point. So you don't really see him raising her, but you see them when she's kind of, she's, like, she's supposed to be about, like, 17 or something. She's mm-hmm, quite, yeah. yeah, 17 or 18. Um, I think in the book she's younger than that. And it gets a bit weird, and I'm like, mm. uh, in the film adaptation, in the musical, she's usually supposed to be about 18, I think. It's a big song. She has some big songs to sing for a young singer. Yeah. Um, and in after the time skip, there's the whole thing about the um, kind of students who are, I guess, revolutionaries, and they're trying to make everything fairer in France. Um, but it's not the French Revolution, it's after that. Yep. What is the actual thing? It's the, like... 
Students it's, Revolution or something, something like that. Yeah, it was like the... It's not work. It's not do nothing. Yeah, it's based on actual historical events. So you can go look that up. I'm, I like history, but this is not one that I actually know that much about. Um, and one of the students, Marius, um, sees Cosette across the street and immediately just, like, falls in love with her. Which, I mean, I don't blame him because she's gorgeous. Mad Siegfried is very pretty. Yeah. Uh, he practically walks into her lamp post. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, maybe you should get to know her a little bit. Like, actually say even one sentence to her before you creepily try and track her down and I mean, then stand outside her house her. and sing a love song. I, <laughs> how's he going to talk to her if he doesn't creepily track her down? Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. They don't have, like, gender in them. No. In 18, no, 19th century. He's not as creepy as some people are about this. I this is true. It. Like They're dumb teenagers. They are dumb teenagers. And if she'd said, I don't actually like you, he probably would have been like, uh, okay, I'm going to leave now and I'm going to die of a broken heart, but I'm not going to make it your problem. she sees him as well and is like, yeah, yeah, she is. She does. They have a connection. Yeah, but she doesn't do much about it. Because that's quite a passive character. And I think a lot of people don't really like her as a character because, yeah. A lot of people prefer Eponine, who, as we kind of mentioned, was the daughter of the people that were looking after Cosette when she was a kid. But later on, after the time skip, she's working with the students. She's like this poor young woman. And they're like, Her parents lose their in. Yeah. And then I think um, situations are reversed. Yeah, because yeah, it has a nice life and she doesn't. Exactly. Also, I think people like a pony because um, teenagers be sad. Yeah, <laughs> sad yeah. Sad and horny. <laughs> and that, that's pretty much that. She's sad and horny. She's, she's really in love with Marius, um, but doesn't tell him about it. And then, like, people's not with Cosette. Yeah. And she goes, she, like, helps him out with this, but she's also really sad. And she has this whole song about how upset she is that he won't see her yeah. as a love interest. You know, it used sad. to make me cry. Of course it <laughs> And then she dies, and it's really sad. Yeah, but they keep going. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so the, there's this romance between Marius and Cosette. Um, and at this stage, as well as all of this kind of, like, revolutionary stuff kind of going off and them trying to figure out a way to kind of get the people on their side, um, Javert also kind of... And Jean Valjean kind of bump into each other again. There's this convoluted scene in the street. Um, and then he realises that this guy that he thought um, was this prisoner that had escaped ages ago is still around and he's trying to track him down. He thought he... he, he, he thought it, he, There's a bit where... Um, there's a bit where there's somebody gets trapped under a car mm-hmm. and then Jean Valjean lifts it because he's incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. And then Javert is like, oh, I know those abs of steel anywhere. And it's like, oh my God, yeah, the prisoner. Isn't that, isn't that before that's he adopts Cosette? Yeah, that's when Fontaine's being kicked out. And then they, and then he goes to get Cosette and Jean Valjean's still suspicious of him. Mm-hmm. And then he confronts him in the hospice when Fontaine is dying. Mm-hmm. And then he chases them to Paris and then he loses them. Yeah, and he rebuilds another secret life yeah. again. Yeah. Um, and then, so this is, like, I guess, like, 10, 15 years later? Yeah. Um, maybe not quite 15, that would be a bit much. But, because that's definitely, like, 7 or 8 or something when yeah. he kind of takes her in. Um, yeah. She's very young. Um, and he's just... Javert's just, like, obsessed. He's, he's just he, like, he, I must catch he, this he man. He finds the Thaddeus, doesn't he? Or, or the yeah, yeah. Cause, and then he asks them if they've seen him. Because he know that he, he went to get in. In the in the movie, um, the how do you pronounce that? The Thaddeus? I think, I think it's yeah. The, these are the the 
the fake parents of Cosette that like, I'm had dyslexic. the end. I can't spell any. Or oh, say it's anything. French. Yeah, it's the worst. Um, <laughs> too many vowels. Too many consonants that don't get pronounced. Um, anyway, we'll do our best. Um, yeah, so they, they um, try to like trick him out some money in the street and then they realise who he is. Yeah. Um, and Javert also is like spotting them being criminals and he comes in and doesn't initially see Jean Valjean's face who's like trying to hide and like um. protect Cosette from it um and he's like I will get you justice sir and then goes to confront the Thaddeus and then Jean Valjean like offs oh, <laughs> like yeah. runs away with Cosette he's like fuck this I need to go away like, oh not this guy yeah um and the um I think I I, I think it's the dad not it's not the mum character from the Thaddeus yeah that is like that guy stole our child Cosette Colette, he says it wrong again. Yeah, um, like that, yeah. yeah, and uh, explains who he is, and Javert's like, "Yes, I must, I must get him." And so, like, they literally. This is the same day I think that she sees Marius across the street. So they've literally just fallen in love, and now um, he's Jean like, Valjean. "Oh, I have to. We have to go. Let's go to England. We, yeah, we have to. We have to leave the country." <laughs> um, and she's like, "Ah, oh, but my boyfriend that I have never talked to. I'm sad." Don't. Then they meet each other in the garden. Yeah, yeah. She comes out of her house and Eponine has told Marius where she lives because she wants to, I guess, make Marius happy. She's in love with him. But um She shoots herself in the foot, really. She really does. She could have just been like, no, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then she would have been she'd have left the country. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um and they have this little song in the garden. They're like, oh um, I love you so much. Also, this is my name because I've just met you for the first time. Oh yeah. It's cute, but it's also like, okay, you're you're jumping into things really fast. Like hormones are a bitch. All over again. <laughs> and um, so that she's tells him that they might be leaving, and he's all conflicted about whether he's going to join in with the um the fight with his like brothers in arms, or whether he's gonna. Oh yeah, somebody somebody's died. Go with her to England. Somebody's having their funeral, and they were like an advocate for the poor or something, and they're like, "We should use this opportunity to rally the people." And yeah. like, have you sent a memo to the people? Engage. No, they're gonna stand on top of the carriage and sing a very very moving song, which I cannot listen to whilst I'm driving because otherwise I will go at ninety miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as um, One Day More, which is like, whoom, f- foot on the floor, and then like, oh, wait, what? what? Speed I hit One Day More, and then I floor it. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's their plan. Um, anyway, yeah, so um, we've, I've not really even got to talk to describing him as a dad yet, and I'm just like, I'm just going to tell you the whole plot of Les Mis. Just bleh. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, he decides not to, to go to England, and he helps Marius, and then um, when... Marius gets shot because he spoilers. He decides to stay and help Wait, everybody. He's, he's, he he doesn't. He, he intercepts the letters that Marius tries to send Cosette or something mm. like that, and he's like, "Things mm, are shit." What's yeah. my daughter? And then he goes to investigate whatever, and he's like, "He's fit," or like he Cosette. He makes Cosette happy or something. Yeah, so he's like I'm gonna protect him because he he knows he's worried about getting old and dying and leaving Cosette alone. Yeah, he makes the right choice though because initially he's like, "I I don't want." this mm. guy and my daughter to get together and I just want she's her to, she's mine oh. like I could care about her more than you guys will ever care about her basically is his whole deal he's a, he is a fairly typical parental response to a first romantic interest of a child mm. like you know a teen a teen the first brush of like maybe leaving them and he has a, like an insecure moment and mm. then he gets over it and then yeah like, 
And then, yeah, and he saves Marius. And then the whole process of that decides that actually he was wrong about Jean Valjean. He was a good guy and, like, throws himself off a bridge. He can't, he can't deal but, in a world of grey. Yeah, yeah, he has an existential crisis and just decides to know about that. Um, oh, and, then, and then Marius and Cosette get married at the end. And Jean Valjean is like, oh, hey, my job here is done and also dies. Um, no, he, like, he, he disappears and Marius has to go find him and then yeah, or something and then... Yeah. It's really sad. That song. And like it's like he has this like vision of Fontaine coming back to him and being like, It's okay now you can you can rest and you can lay down your burdens, you can come with me to heaven and it's all gonna be peaceful and lovely. And thank you for like looking after my child and raising her. And like his line is literally like, She was the best of my life and it's like oh. I'm crying, I'm she crying. <laughs> yeah. Um But uh yeah, so I think, obviously, I think we would all agree that he is a valid dad. Um, the only thing I would say is that when you first kind of really get reintroduced to Cosette after this big span of time, um, there is this one song um, that she sings kind of with him about everything, like about how she's just seen Marius across the street and um, she's in her house and she's seems very sheltered and she doesn't have any friends no she's like he's been very very protective of her because i guess he's been she's like very well taken care of very well taken. i mean like he just basically goes okay i've got to look after this kid now and he just does it he's just like jumps in yeah and looks after her and she you know she's I from a very poor dad. like life initially yeah. to a very rich and like well off and i can see why he would want to keep it a secret because he doesn't want anybody to know mm. who they are or get to know them in case um, he gets found out and then obviously Cosette will be taken away or maybe even sent to prison with him as well. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how it would have worked. Mm. But she would definitely have been left by herself at yeah. minimum and she was quite young. Yeah. And he hasn't also told her anything about his past. No. Like that's all kind of a mystery to her and she's like, I'm not a child anymore and I want you to tell me what this is and all this like dark and mysterious stuff that you're keeping from me. And he's like, no, that's all in the past. Um. And it, I think in some ways that's a protective thing as well, but also I think it's like he doesn't want to admit it because he thinks Cosette is this, like, beautiful, pure child that he must look after yeah. and that she can't necessarily take it or that if he does, then she'll look at him yeah. differently. She won't love him as her dad anymore. Also, I think he wants to forget it himself. I don't think he wants yeah. to relive it. That's true. Um, I mean, at the end, he writes a letter and tells her all about it, but that's when he's about to die. So he's like, read this when I'm gone. Yeah. So we'll explain everything. Yeah. She's all sad. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, but yeah, that that was a, basically just me recapping the entire plot of Amos. So enjoy that, everybody. <laughs> valid dad. Yeah. What valid. about Thaddeo, Mr. Thaddeo? Bad, uh, bad, 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 very bad. Just no, just no. Um, we well, one of her. I mean, he he's fairly okay, Dad. Maybe. I mean, he seems like he's in comparison to him being a dad to Cosette. No, it's to Gavroche. Who he just leaves on the street. Yeah, okay, like all... <laughs> Who just wanders around. Look how like this the sweet baby. This is sweet baby. Oh, this oh, poor, oh. Like, I mean, he's their kid, right? In the books, he's their kid. I, I, they don't make it explicitly clear in the musical. Gavroche is just the street kid that the yeah. the students kind of like adopt as their mascot. But he knows Eponine. Mm, he does. I think in the book he definitely is that kid. Yeah. They have another daughter as well in the book. Yeah, the, like um the the mum kicks out the boys and keeps the girls. Whew. Yeah. Uh, 
Nice. So, so I would say we would just know that. I mean, he's 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 not. I would say very nice to Akuni. I think he's kind of like just a superficially nice. Like mm. he cares about her more because she's actually his kids than he cares about Cosette. Yeah. But he doesn't actually do that much to help her. I think he hits her at one point in the scene. He, he, I don't remember that, but could be. I don't know whether he wants to get some information out of her or something. He should want to tell him. Quite possibly. I mean, that sounds like the kind of thing that he would do. Um, and. I don't really remember that many interactions with them either as well because when you get to older F and you have the focus is mostly on her and Marius. Yeah. So maybe they just don't show us enough. I don't think I don't think they have a great relationship. Ah, fair enough. Anyway, uh, and I don't think there are any other dads in Lamers. There's Padre Bishop. That that doesn't count. <laughs> just because he's called Padre does not make him a dad. Know. I'm just making a joke. I know. Right. Um, yeah, that's it pretty much cool. for me. Um, all right, so now we're going to go on to something probably a bit less sad, Sky High, um, which is a movie from, I guess, the 2000s, which is all about, like, um, it's kind of like the X-Men, but not, in that there's a whole, it's like a superhero universe where there are superheroes and stuff and supervillains, um, and uh, these superheroes have children, and sometimes their children inherit their powers, so there is a special high school called Sky High where these children go to, like, learn about their powers and, you know... I guess, bully each other. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's always what's happened in these, in these movies. Um, got to have a bit of that in a high school, high yeah. school movie. Some of these, some of these superhero children or these children with powers do not have as cool a powers, uh, I guess cool, I'm saying, in um, quotes, you can't see me. Um, and they are sorted into the sidekick stream and the hero stream. Um, you know, I haven't seen this movie, but I've only watched it. the first episode, not watched, listened to the first episode of Graduation. This is but it's like, basically that, right? It's basically that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's basically that. Yeah. Um, okay, so the, the, the focus of the dad that I'm going to focus on is Steve Stronghold, who, along with his wife, Josie DeMarco Stronghold, are the, the most powerful or the most well-known superheroes in like America, I guess. Like the Superman and Wonder Woman or whatever. Yeah. And he's the commander, and then Josie is Jetstream, and they have one child, William Theodore Stronghold, who has no powers and is hiding it from his parents because they have big expectations of him. Awkward. (laughs) And he's about to go on his first day of Sky High, this high school he's moving up. Um, Do they not test the kids before they join the high school to see whether they have any powers or not? No, they don't. They test them when they get there. That seems like a bad administrative idea. I I mean, he lies to his parents. And it says that he has them, so they sign him up for it. So I assume that they kind of think that the parents will check. <laughs> if I was running this school, it would be very different. Jill's going to have some teacher opinions in there. Yep. Anyway. Um, okay, so he, like, the first the first time you kind of meet Will, he's, like, pretending to push weights. Like, so, anyway, his dad has got super strength and his mom can fly. That's what their powers are. Yeah. Classic um, superhero powers. Exactly. And then, so dad comes into the room and was like, hey, it's a lot of first day of high school. Whatever. He's pretending to lift, like, very heavy weights. Is it made of polystyrene? I don't know, but he's like, <laughs> I think he's, like, pretending that he's done, like, 100 or something. He's like, mm, 100, <laughs> whatever, you know? And he's not even, he's done it once, life at all. Um, uh, so then Steve comes in and gives him a pep talk about high school and, um, or just casually throws in there that he hopes his son will save the world one day, so... <laughs> Keeping pressure. Us, pressure and dreams for our child, small and achievable, and not trying to force them into like our our current career path. Anyway, yeah. he's 
Um, so Will goes to school. Oh, um, and um, he gets sorted into the sidekick, the, the like the sidekick stream because he doesn't have any powers. Does anybody else in the sidekick stream have powers? Yes. Okay, so it's just like the lower powered people. It's no. Um, so his best friend Layla has got um plant powers. She's probably powerful enough to be in the hero one anyway, the hero stream. But she's like, I don't believe in the system. Blah blah blah. You know, she, yeah. She's very okay. Familiar. I like her. She, <laughs> she sounds cool. <laughs> Um, she's vegan because her mom could talk to animals and they don't enjoy being eaten. <laughs> um, which is funny. And um, so, she, and so they put her in flight kick because she asked to be there. And there's a boy who can glow in the dark. And there's a girl who can shapeshift, but only into a guinea pig. Glow in the dark sounds like it could be useful in some very specific circumstances and other circumstances would be the exact opposite exactly. of useful. Yes. Yeah. So, and there's also another boy, I think, who can turn into slime. That doesn't sound useful ever. <laughs> it's not ever, exactly. So they, they have superpowers, but they're not necessary. Like some of the heroes, one of them can duplicate herself. One of them has got fire powers. His name is War and Peace. His dad is a villain and his mom is a hero. It, yeah, in case anybody's looking at this, Warren, Warren Peace. Warren like. Peace. War and Peace. <laughs> Are his parents married? Do I they know each other? There's one's anything. a hero and a villain? We don't know anything apart from that his dad is in prison. But still, like a like a quadruple life sentence, and he was sent to prison by Will's dad. See, this is what's intriguing me. This is what I want to know about. (laughs) I've put him down as like flatliner because, um, from what we can kind of tell, Warren doesn't really know his dad. I mean, he's very defensive about him, you know, being in prison and stuff like that. But I can imagine that anyway. Mm. We don't see enough. I don't. We don't even hear enough about him to make a decision. Okay, so but back to Will. He gets sorted, and he's very embarrassed or whatever. But he he doesn't tell his parents. He cannot stand the shame of it. Does the, um, parent, does the school not communicate with Chris? Have you not seen the letter home being like, no, I think he, here's he, an update on your child's progress I think he's school. eating it. He's <laughs> stirring it up and eating it. I don't remember. Or he's throwing it in the bin. Um, they get they get sent to school on like this jet-powered bus. So maybe he's throwing it out of the window. Okay. Right. Um, okay. So then Steve, uh, when he's, he's, he's giving Will a bit of like a bonding sash with dad and son. He takes him to the sanctum, which is in the basement, which is where they keep all of their trophies. Well, of course the dad, they do. The dad keeps all of the trophies. I think the mom's just Does like, it have one of those fun lifts? That, like, it does yes. have one of those fun lifts. <laughs> Jules? Of course it does. It has a I phone. I write this movie. It has this co- their costumes and like the glass cases. Yeah, yeah. It's got like, the, the Odin treasure vault of shit. Oh, I didn't ask this before. Is this a live action movie or is this animated? It's a live action okay. movie, Jules. <laughs> Waiting like the trashiest special effects. Steve is played by somebody. Who I I think it's Kurt Russell that plays Steve. Okay. Um. So he takes one of the sanctum where they keep all of their trophies, and uh, Josie makes a comment about hanging it up. Anyway, so he's got an empty pedestal, right, with Will's name on it. Where he's like, "Son, I want you to like one day when we're all together and we're the Stronghold Three, like me, your mom, and you as one superhero unit, we're gonna put all of your trophies and stuff. You get up there, and Son's like." Will's like, oh, oh expectations. No. He can't tell his dad. Um, Awkward. Yes, but he he really enjoys the sidekick classes and stuff like that. And he makes friends and things, you know. And they come around for a study session. Um, and eventually, it comes out like his dad's asking what the powers are, and he realizes that his son is friends with sidekicks. And then Will kind of he gets backed into a corner and has to tell his dad that he's on the psychic program, not the hero program. And he's like, oh, you're a super strength. And he's like, I don't have super strength, dad. Or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Oh, is there a big, like, big revelation of everything all in one go? It's a big revelation of things all in one go. And Steve doesn't handle it well. He's not really, like, sure how to handle his son not having superpowers. I think he, um, 
Um, I think we we're very upset about it. I think they fix it. We definitely see him talking to the mum, Josie, Steve, the mm-hmm. dad, calling to the mum about how he was like disappointed, but he still loves his kid. I don't remember if he actually talks to Will about it. I think he does. I would hope that he would. <laughs> um, and anyway, this doesn't really last for super, super long. We don't have to see how Steve would deal with having his son be an estate agent like their fake careers <laughs> are, being a real-life estate agent. Because Will eventually does get super strength and destroys of course the school he does. cafeteria. Of course he does. In a fight with Warren. This would be so much... I always find these movies would be way more interesting if the person doesn't end up with, like, hours at the end. Uh, yeah. I think, mm. well, I mean, I don't... Yes. I get why they did it. No, I mean, I haven't seen it, so yeah. I wouldn't necessarily know, but... Um, so then he gets detention with Warren, um, and his mom isn't impressed and takes away his Xbox, and he gets sent home because they do tell the parents about detention. And then, <laughs> just not what classes they're taking. <laughs> um, I, I mean, and that way. So then, so then, Steve says that he will have a very firm talk with Will and takes him down to the sanctum. And then he gives him a hug, and they bond over his super strength. And he gives him his <laughs> Xbox back. I'm like, way to undermine your other parents, yeah. Steve. Not acting as a unit with Josie. Um, and he's thrilled that Will's doing better in school and is now on the hero track. And you can kind of. He's got his dream of being the stronghold three back with, like, his son and stuff. Um, and then at the end, they get turned into babies and rescued by Will. Okay. Interesting. Babies. I won't spoil the end for you. Okay. No, you can spoil it for me. Um, so um, there's a superhero, Royal Pain, who um, uh, disappeared, like, years ago or whatever. And you find out that actually she, she hit herself with her own ray gun or something backfired. And it turned her into a baby. <laughs> so right. she's uh, in Will's class uh, at school now as Gwen Grayson. Um, and she wants to get revenge against the commander who bullied her in high school. <laughs> so she's just doing school all over again. She has to do school all over again. She's, she's, I, think it, I think that partly is what traumatized her. Um, and so she... Um, and um, yeah, everybody bullied her in school and she became a villain. Um, and then, yeah, she, she, she turns all of the people on the hero track into, um, babies, including the commander and jet screen, because they come to homecoming to, like, open it or cut the ribbon or something, I don't know. Um, and, and then, then Will and all the other sidekicks and stuff like that have to, their shenanigans and they have to stop the plan. And he uses the power of friendship. And of also friendship. his super strength. And also they learns that, that everybody's like, what do you do? do, 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 do what even is your superpower anyway? She's like. I'm like I'm basically like just plants, and they she destroys basically most like, of the school with a, a big... primordial forest god. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> primordial forest god bows to me. Everybody's like, ah! um. So there is one other dad in this, and this is Mister Grayson or Stitches the sidekick who raises Gwen Grayson after she gets turned into a baby, and he was that sidekick. <laughs> okay, does he do a good job? I don't think he does a great job, and because she's always like. Shut up. I think they have a very interesting power dynamic there. Oh my god, imagine your dad being also your sidekick and your like minion. Does she have like her adult brain in her baby body? I think body? she has an adult brain in I think she does. So he's like gotta look after her physical needs because she can't like go to the toilet. But I think so. Or maybe he's... she but I think she definitely remembers it, but maybe because she's a baby, um it comes back to her slowly. Oh, uh. She used to, like, re-emotionally process it all over again. Yeah. And he was like, I lived all of this the first time. Yeah. That's weird. W- what would you rate him? Uh, I would rate him... Oh, I guess I would rate him complex. 
Okay. He does a fairly good job. I mean, she's still weirdly, she's not well-adjusted, but I think that might have been a problem with the bullying in high school. Yeah. That seems like that was pre-him taking responsibility. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, no, what? You mean Steve? No. The, I thought it was Stitches. The I was talking trip. about Stitches. Okay, then. good. Yeah. I also so, rate Steve as complex because, like, I mean, he's, he's supportive, but also big dreams for his kid. Almost too big a dreams for his kid. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. And also, he wasn't... I mean, I think it was more like he didn't know how to relate to a kid that wasn't doing his thing. And I'm sure he would have maybe got there eventually. Um, I've, I've, but Josie was fine. I like, you know what? Sometimes you got to be better. I have a feeling that if they didn't have that conversation, I don't know, the one that you said that he had the Josie. I think he did. I think... I think he, I think he talks to Josie about still loving Will and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and I think then they sit down and have a chat with him. But I don't remember it. Yeah, because I can imagine that being something that comes out again in like 10 years when mm. Will's moved out and he's living his own life. And he's like, ah, oh, I still have complicated feelings about how much my dad loves me and values me. I think um, he probably does have some complicated issues about how much his dad loves and values him, even, yeah. even with superpowers. Um... Yeah, very, very okay. complex. Fair enough. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't argue with your judgment. I should watch every... it. I should, but I haven't. No. Yeah. Uh, cool. That was that was very quick. Yeah. There wasn't much to say for that one, though. No, there wasn't a huge amount. It's fairly straightforward. Fair enough. Cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please rate and review our podcast if you would like to. Yeah. Um, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and lots of other places. Yeah. Um, you rate the dads on Twitter. Yes. And on Gmail. Mm-hmm. Um, we write the dads at Send us an email. Yeah. I haven't checked it in like four days, so I will do that now. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>